Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. This past weekend marks week four of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas on the W Channel. And it was another outstanding weekend of movies and Christmas decorating. Hey, Bonnie, did you get any further with your holiday decorating? Yes. This weekend, we got some Christmas shopping done and finally have some presents under the tree, including yours. Mm, The Marshall's inside is now officially done, but I never say complete. Just in case while shopping, I find another one of those perfect additions to our Christmas decor. Christmas decorating is a fluid idea for us too. We're always picking up little things each year to add to the festive decor. And as always, the Hallmark movies this week showcase beautiful festive decorations. So let's get the ball rolling and chat about this week's movies. In this episode, we will be sipping champagne and chatting about our four movies entitled Open by Christmas, A Mrs. Miracle Christmas, My Christmas Family Tree, and A Holiday in Harlem. We chose to pair this string because there were so many celebratory moments in all of the movies. Movie number one, Open by Christmas, starring Allison Sweeney as Nikki, Erica Durant as Simone, Brennan Elliott as Derek, and Michael Carl Richards as Jeremy. In this movie, Nikki heads home to spend her last holidays at her childhood home. Hidden in the pages of an old math book, she finds an unopened Christmas card with a romantic note. Nikki and her best friend Simone play investigator and spend the holiday searching for Nikki's secret admirer from high school. Let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark troves that will determine just how Hallmark is this movie. You can download the list from our website, sistersippinchat.ca. This movie earned a 13 out of 20 sofas, including Star Returns Home, Set Up by Family Members, Wedding, Multiple Love Stories, Small Town, Object Focused, Helps a Family Member or Friend in Need, Town Celebration, and The Charitable Event. So let's break down each rating category. Nikki comes back to her hometown to spend Thanksgiving with her parents in her childhood home before it is sold. She ends up staying for Christmas. She's maid of honor at her best friend Simone's wedding to Jeremy. The object of this movie is the Christmas card that was written when she was a teen, and she found in a calculus book when she was cleaning out her room. She goes on a quest to find out who wrote it. Helps a family member, friend in need, Jeremy and Anthony and the surprise house for Simone. Nikki helps Anthony decorate the Christmas tree as a surprise for Simone as well. Multiple love stories. Nikki and Derek, and Simona Jeremy, set up by family members. Jeremy nudges Derek to admit the card was from him. The town celebration and the charity in this movie is the town Christmas concert. This was a sweet movie that would make many people think of their high school experiences. I have many wonderful memories from high school, but I have many more embarrassing (laughs) memories as well. But it was nice to remember who you are and that you're not alone. 100%. I think that when you look back, you you start to see the truth of the past and maybe you give yourself a little bit of a break. In this movie, I love 
Allison Sweeney was in it. She's one of my favorite Hallmark movie actors. Uh, so I really enjoyed watching her as well as Brendan. He's very good too. And I love that she had become self-confident as, as an adult and she was so secure in her profession, but that once she returned home and started running into her high school mates, she instantly started to feel like that young high school student again and was very questioning herself and her ability and that great story of singing at her um, uh, the valedictorian valedictorian ceremony. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She she begins to see the past in a better light than what she had believed. She'd always believed everyone had a negative uh, thoughts of her that they didn't think very highly of her. And uh, as she speaks to the people trying to figure out who the card is from, she found out over and over again that they actually did think highly of her and we're not surprised that she became valedictorian and she was doing well in her life, which was a surprise to her, but I think it was a nice surprise. Another really sweet moment was when the house was revealed to Simone that they had bought her um, the house of her dreams. The one she looked at every single Christmas with the Christmas decorations, her dream house was now her house and she cried when she saw it and everybody was there, um, you know, like at a big surprise party for her. That one was really special. That was a special moment. That was really nice. And I really enjoyed the Christmas concert, seeing the young girls singing. I haven't been to a Christmas concert in a few years. As you know, with COVID, we can't go anywhere. So that was really nice to watch. Yeah, I always enjoy the concerts with the little ones. That's always fun. Uh, And I really enjoyed the theme of this movie for me was this idea of letting go about the past so you can feel excited about the future. And it ended very on a very nice note in that way that they everybody involved was all now excited about their future. I really enjoyed that part. That's really sweet. Well, on to the next. Let's do it. Movie number two. Debbie McCombs, A Mrs. Miracle Christmas. It's starring Caitlin Doubleday as Laurel, Steve Ludd as Will, Paula Shaw as Helen, which is Nana, and Caroline Ray as Gloria Merkel. When a family loses their Christmas spirit, Mrs. Miracle lends a heavenly hand to renew their faith in Christmas and remind them about the power of hope. Now let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie earned 8 out of 20 sofas, and they are Something Magical Happens, Helps a Family Member Slash Friend in Need, Town Celebration, and The Charitable Event. Here's the breakdown of each rating category. Helps a Family Member and Friend in Need. Mrs. Merkel's entire job is to take care of others. Laurel takes care of her Nana and hires Mrs. Merkel to help. Nana wants to help Laurel and Will in their desire to be parents. Something magical happens. Mrs. Merkel definitely has a touch of magic. Takes larger things out of her relatively small purse. Brings the exact cookies that Laura needed. Gabe with the tree. The car she drives is the same as Nana's late husband had in the 50s. She knows the name of Nana's friends without being told. The house is magically decorated all in one night. Not to mention Gloria's daughter, Mercy, who seems like a bit of a troublemaker slash helper. And when Will gets the girl plaque out of the white elephant gift. Town celebration, holiday food festival at Waterfront. And the charitable event, Laura volunteers to direct the holiday show for the young children at the school. This movie had a lot of really 
uh, deep family storylines um, really felt for Laurel and Will who were struggling to have a child. They'd had failed IVF treatments and they had a chance to foster and uh, the, the young boy went back to live with his mom. So that was heartbreaking for them. And now they're getting a chance to uh, foster again, but Laurel's feeling so overwhelmed by the previous experience that she didn't have anything to do with it. And yet Will puts them on the list anyway, you know, that bit of hope that I think he's still Mm -hmm. wishing uh, for the both of them. Yeah. This movie hit home for me with my husband and I being foster parents for 17 years It is hard at first to accept that the children being able to be reunited with their natural families is actually being part of a success story that you get to play a part in. Letting go is very difficult and I can relate to her loss. I had many children come and go. Some we still are in contact with today, but some were not. The the sofa rating for this movie may have been low, but to me, this was still a home run Hallmark movie. It was very, very 100%. emotional for me. The the heart level, forget the sofas on this one. This one has yeah. about a million hearts that you could give it. I it's agree. Such a heartwarming movie. And what it does have, what it does focus on, it does so well. And so, so nicely, it was such a, um, I hate to say sweet, because we say it all the time, but really it was, it had that kind of sweet, heartfelt moments and also had some, you know, moments of levity as well. Uh, I love how cheeky Nana is with Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) She's like always on her. She's like, I'm checking on you. She's always, uh, and she goes to school. (laughs) Yeah. At first she doesn't trust her, you know, uh, like she doesn't trust that she's really who she says she is and then eventually of course uh Gloria wins her over and they become fast friends and and they have a couple of really fun moments together for sure and then eventually after the tree angel that Laurel and her mom had made uh when she was a child appears in her father's uh attic then Nana starts to believe Gloria is an actual angel not just you know angelic type personality but she may be a real angel which added such a good um faith base to this particular show where you could ask the right questions they have many different sayings like that but it gave nana the nudge to believe again for herself because she was so down after the death of her husband and it gave Nana the strength to try to encourage her drink, her granddaughter to believe again. So that was really nice. It was quite a blessing. 100%. It was also nice, the reconciliation, uh, Laurel with her dad. He reaches out to see her before Christmas, and they've really been estranged. He, after her mother passes when she's six years old, he married fairly quickly after, and she always felt very detached from that. Um, like he moved on quickly, not just on he moved on from her mom, but also moved on from her and got married again and had this other family. So she kind of has a grudge about that. Um, but then once they get together and he has a chance to apologize and then bring her the tree angel, they start to, to reconnect. And that was really was nice. So nice. Really, yeah. That was a sweet moment there. That part was very touching because I'm sure many individuals from a broken home I've gone through the same kind of hardships, that feeling forgotten, left out. Um, it, it's a very, I, I can't 
um, identify with it because our parents were together till the end. However, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to see a family get back together on whatever terms that is. She was older, but it was still a fresh start. It was starting new. And he seemed so genuine and you could tell he was, you know, kind of filled with the spirit. Like he said, I was urged to do this. I was urged to contact you. So that was really nice. I really liked that a lot. Speaking of the Christmas spirit, Gloria and her heavenly friends do an excellent job decorating the house inside and out in one night. Yeah. And I believe Gloria's friends are the other angels per se, spreading the blessings, especially with the twist of her daughter, Mercy, popping up everywhere. Yes, for sure. That was a little bit of a mystery why they were, uh, she said she had lost her daughter. Yeah, she lost her daughter, but really her daughter was part of the scenario, which kind of left you a little mysterious, like who is this Mercy? Uh, In the end, it was they get reunited too, actually, in the last scenes there, which is really nice. Yeah, it was very sweet. There was a quote that they said in the movie that was really sweet. An angel in your house, they say, will guide your family night and day. I'd never heard that one, but I really like it. And I think that I will like in that one something so I don't forget <laughs> it. They had several different sayings. I like the one, you don't know you need it until it's placed right in front of you. And she said, the closed door tends to lead us to the open doors. And my very favorite was our hardest times leads us to our best times. So true as well. Lots of real gems in this movie, for sure. Mm -hmm. I also just speaking, you know, harkening back to our decorating earlier, a lot of really cool decorating ideas in this movie. They had this greenery boughs that were hanging from a red ribbon on their um, kitchen cupboards, which mm-hmm. looked really cool. I've never seen anything like that before. I thought it would looked really cool. It was, it was a very cool decorating idea. And I, I personally have never seen that. Not at all. Yes. So there was lots of really sweet movie uh, moments in this movie. Uh, one of the Ones that made me particularly weepy was uh, the scenes with Nana quilting uh, at the senior center, of course, just reminded me of our late mom and how she always went to the senior center as well and quilted. We all have wonderful quilts from her, um, yeah. you know, uh, as a token keepsake, things that we love. They're not just you know, something you can use every day, but something to love every day. And in the movie, uh, Nana took pieces, uh, bits and pieces from family members to create this quilt for them at the end. And um, they receive it from Gloria. I guess she's the one who actually makes it, but Nana is the one that gives her the tools, pieces and the tools to make it. And that's just as they get that quilt, this beautiful, gorgeous quilt, that's when they get a call that there's a six-year-old girl who needs foster parents, just like uh, for Laurel when she was six years old and her mom had passed. Right. That all happens just at the very moment that the the quilt happens. So I, that whole section, I was pretty much in tears, (laughs) but they were good tears because it's sweet memories for me. And it was a sweet moment in the movie as well. And, and when they got that call, 
being a foster parent, they, the woman says, would you like to meet her? Which is sometimes available for you to do that. But many times you don't have that opportunity. And she knew that this was her child inside in her heart. She said, nope, we don't need to meet her. We're, let's get her a bed. She's moving in. And this, this really was a hard part for me with the quilt because like you said, our, our late mother doing her quilting with the ladies. And I, I just like to do a shout out for them because they were so wonderful to our mom throughout her illness, as well as prior to her illness. She would, they were just so good to her. And we tried to stay true to them after her, after she was gone. So that was really nice to see, but really hard to take for a whole <laughs> a whole movie of all these emotional things that were very personal for us. Yeah. Real roller coaster for you, for mm-hmm. sure. But it, it ends on such a sweet note too. We fly six years into the future and see that not only do they have the girl, but they also have a boy. Uh, so they named them Kelly and Bobby. And Nana is still alive and raring to go and enjoying it with <laughs> yeah. them. The angel tree topper has now been all fixed up and added to by the two new little ones. And of course, Mrs. Merkel, where is she? She is heading to her next family in need. It was such a nice Christmas version of Mary Poppins. I really, really loved it. It was very good. Yes. So far, I would say this is my favorite. Like you said earlier, there wasn't a lot of the sofa parts for this one, but what it did focus on, it did so well. 100%. Movie number three, My Christmas Family Tree, starring Amy Teagarden as Vanessa, Andrew Walker as Christopher, and James Tepper as Richard, Vanessa's biological dad. When Vanessa takes a DNA test, she finds the family and the Christmas she's always dreamed about. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. This movie earned an excellent score of 10 out of 20 sofas. And they are farm, small town, object focus, military, town celebration, and a charitable event. And the breakdown of the rating categories is this story happens in a small town in Connecticut. Her father, Richard, was in the military. The object focus of this movie is the DNA test results. They go to a Christmas tree farm. Town celebrations include caroling in the park in New York City, Christmas festival with ice skating, caroling at the town tree. The charitable event or charity is supports a street musician. The thoughtful gifts she gives the family, even when she thinks they aren't her family. What a lovely sentiment to have an individual who has no family find a family at Christmas and through her ancestry DNA testing. It has been exciting for us too, Bonnie, that you have been working on that for our family. And we've learned so many interesting things about our family and you have been, in, have been blessed to be able to have connections with extended family. Yes, we actually have a family tree, I think of about 1400 people right now. So it's kind of big. The DNA testing certainly does help. Uh, In this movie, they have a little bit of a a mix up where they 
give her her DNA results and tell her, you know, she has some, what they call admixture. So when you do a DNA test, there's two things. There's what's called an admixture and that gives you your heritage. So if you're like Irish or Italian or Japanese, or if you're Jewish, those would show up in what's called an admixture. And then there's the other part where it shows you who you're related to genetically. So in this case, it showed that she had a biological uh, connection with her uh, dad that she didn't know Richard. We find out later that there was an error and she thought the error was that Richard wasn't her dad. But in the end, it really was just that there was an error with the admixture. They didn't specify, but when she was looking up her admixture, it said things like Irish and all these other things didn't say uh, Norwegian, which he was very clearly Norwegian. And in the movie, we could kind of see some of these. They put in these little red herrings to make you think that the test didn't match. First of all, that her mom always went by Patty and he knew her as Trish. So it's like, "Mm, it could be the same thing, but maybe is it? Who knows? Uh, She didn't know that her mom lived in Rhode Island, but that's where he said he'd met her. Um, And then, of course, uh, she didn't seem to know uh, really about the whole Norwegian thing. When he started bringing up all this family uh, <laughs> heritage and she's like, I don't really know about, she didn't mention it. And I remember thinking it wasn't in her admixture list. So yeah, cause they she did must go be, through that. <laughs> yeah, they did go through it. And then she must've thought at that time, well, why is, why did that not show up for me? But she wasn't saying anything. So I think by that time the company was calling and leaving her messages. Hey, calls back, calls back, calls back. And I don't think she really wanted to call them back because she was (laughs) just so happy uh, being part of this family. And they were very sweet and very welcoming to her. Something she'd never really had, uh, you know, she'd never really had family like that uh, her whole life. So this was obviously something really important to her. So it was a little bit, it was a little bit tough for her, but thankfully in the end, he, Richard scrounged through his stuff and found a picture of her mom. And it was very clearly her mom and yeah. on the back, it said Patricia and all the pieces fell into place. And we could see that there, because there's two parts to the DNA test that the part that wasn't an error was that he was her dad, which was really, really great. ending. Was really great. <laughs> it was about to be heartbreaking, but thankfully in the end, he found <laughs> that picture. Because the, the the family was so incredibly accepting and willing to amalgamate, um, amalgamate, sorry, her into their family unit. But how scary would that be to go and spend Christmas holidays with family you don't even know, siblings you've never met? You don't you don't know what they what kind of house they live in, the neighborhood. Like you just you don't know what you're walking into. But she's so desperately wanted to have a connection, she was willing to risk it. So that was very very interesting. Yeah, you can hardly blame her for wanting to be part of such an endearing family. And I think she would have told them about the test right away if it, you know, wasn't so peachy keen. Um, And of course, you know, not everybody's experiences like that, unfortunately, not every family member you find and through a DNA test wants to get to know you. I know people reach out to me who Uh, maybe didn't really know that much about their family. And I've always done my best to try to help them out. And I've had people do the same for us, for sure. But you don't always find that with people. Some 
some people do the test just because they want to know certain things and maybe they don't want to know, you know, the hidden, hidden bones in the closet, skeleton right. in the closet <laughs> that families all have, you know, they're not really ready to deal with that. Fortunately, in this story, she gets the good side of that story. She finds a, a family that's very welcoming and uh, really cares for her and fights for her, even when they're not really sure. Like sure, they, yeah. they, they realize, oh, she's not supposed to be family, you know, according to the test results or whatever, what the mistake was. But in the end, they still want her to be family, even if they're not biologically family. And isn't that the real meaning of family? Exactly. Uh, of course, in true homework fashion, there was also the love interest of Christopher and 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 her like getting together. So then he was going to end up being related to the family he had felt related to for many, many years anyway. So that was a really nice ending, too. They both connected on the fact that they didn't have families of their own mm. outside of this connection with this family to spend holidays with and, and to be connected with. And so, of course, that was very much the icing on the cake in this movie that they got together and they're part of this wonderful family and they're connected through their love of each other and their love of the family. Movie number four, A Holiday in Harlem, starring Olivia Washington as Jasmine, Will Adams as Caleb, and Tina Lifford as Mama Belle. Jasmine's grandmother, Mama Belle, refuses her fruit Christmas gift, leaving the jet-setting Jasmine to return home to Harlem for an in-person visit. When her grandmother is injured, Jasmine and her childhood friend, Caleb, take over the big task of co-chairing the block's Christmas jamboree. Okay, let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. So this movie rated 14 out of 20 sofas, and they are Star Returns Home, set up by family members, Star Gives Up Current Career, Multiple Love Stories, Object Focus, Military, Gets Back with Childhood Sweetheart, Enemies to Lovers, Helps a Family Member Slash Friend in Need, Town Celebration, and Charitable Event. And the breakdown of the rating categories is... After years of staying away, Jasmine comes back to the Harlem neighborhood that she grew up in. The object focus is Community Jamboree. Helping a family member... Jasmine helps her grandmother, who has a sprained ankle with the jamboree. The enemies to lovers, Caleb and Jasmine butt heads about how to co-chair the jamboree committee. The military portion is Caleb is a veteran. Set up by family members and friends, Mama Belle meddles with Jasmine and Caleb. Caleb's sister hints to Jasmine that he has always cared for her. Multiple love stories, Jasmine and Caleb and Jasmine's parents. Town Celebration, the community jamboree of a season full of events, including Yuletai Yoga, Christmas Jamboree, and it starts with tree lighting, has various events like the basketball game, poetry slam, fashion show, and ends with a Christmas Eve block party. Gets back with childhood sweetheart, Jasmine and Caleb grew up in the same neighborhood and were very good friends as children. The charitable event was the Chamboree Christmas Celebration. It was held for the community every year. Star gives up current career. Jasmine decides to take the VP job and stay in New York City. 
I super enjoy the opening music in this movie. That kind of jazzy Christmas was all Christmas mm-hmm. in Harlem. And actually all the movie I, movies, music I found had a really nice jazzy upbeat. It was versions of the songs I'd never heard before. And I really like them. And you kind of sing along with them, even though you don't know the song, you know the words. So you're singing <laughs> along and you're enjoying the whole Christmas spirit as it's happening. I really liked that. And I love the postman in the beginning. He had such a joyous mode, dancing to the music down the street, doing his little jive, and then trying to follow the rules. And then grandma found a way to Mama Bell to get around <laughs> the system so he could still get that gift. But she's a force. <laughs> oh, yeah. She definitely is a force. And uh, she was like, not having it that she was just sending her another Christmas basket. Forget (laughs) about that. You got to come home and see me. As she said, she wanted presents, meaning being present and not presents as in the things in boxes. Uh, And so that forces Jasmine to come back. And I loved um, Caleb in this movie. So Caleb's like her, her, you know, friend from childhood who's always had a crush on Jasmine. And she, he always was looking out for Mama Bell, always making sure that he was on Mama Bell's side, even when Jasmine sometimes wasn't on Mama Bell's side. Yeah. He always had her back. I thought that was really sweet. It was so sweet. And it was lovely to watch how these people love and, and revered the grandparents. I really, really enjoyed that. And as a newly grandma, I go by Nana. I hope that my grandkids will feel that same affinity for me as time goes on and look out for me and, and know that, oh, you don't mess with grandma. No, no, no. Nana says that's the way it goes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and for sure, that was the way it goes. Even when she couldn't do it in this movie, and Nana or Mama Bell had to give up running the jamboree, she was still sort of in the background, checking on things, making sure everything oh, was yeah. cool. And speaking of the jamboree, there was a lot of really cool stuff in this uh, celebration that they created uh, for their you know local neighborhood there. Um, I ha- am a poet. So I love writing poetry. I'm not much of a poetry slammer person. Like I don't <laughs> slam it down or whatever. I'm a little more flowers and stuff. But I really enjoyed Caleb's piece in, in the movie. It was a really sweet tribute. And I enjoyed listening to that part. So that was pretty cool. I, I agree. It was a good moral to the story to never forget where you're from. You know, home is where your heart is. It doesn't mean that you have to stay where you were from forever and ever, but you should remember where you're from and remember those and pay it forward. So I I did like that a lot because she really didn't had become disconnected to her community. And that's, that's just not okay. Not when everyone you love was still there. Well, I think that was the issue is that her parents weren't there. They had broken up when she was young. Mm -hmm. She was there because she had spent a lot of time at Mama Bell's. It was sort of the central place where her parents would drop off and pick up. And so I think that was tough for her. Uh, It was just that became a negative memory for her. And then, of course, in this movie, her parents aren't just there visiting, but they're actually visiting 
together, she finds right. out that they are actually reuniting, which is a very special moment. I really enjoyed that honest moment between Jasmine and her mom talking about, you know, this idea of coming back together and, and not losing sight of your family, even though life gets busy and there are troubles, uh, you have to keep in mind, you know, the people who love you and where you come from and not to forget about those special moments. I agree. I, I believe that there's probably a lot of pressure on children of broken homes and they always seem to have that feeling of trying to keep the peace between their parents. But in this particular story, it was wonderful that her, her parents were one of the few that found their way back to one another. I mean, how many kids would love to see their parents back together? But that was a really, that just added to the love stories. Of course, her and Caleb got together. That was a beautiful love story too with the, um, what was it that he carried? The, uh, oh, that he kissed under mistletoe? Is that what Oh, the mistletoe, yeah. The mistletoe, and then she gave him the ornament mistletoe. Yes, So he, yeah, he she gave him a little, little ornament there. It was, that was also a really good storyline, how the two of them struggled. He's always seeing her leave. So things get tough. She would walk away. She would move away. She would go away. And in the story, she opens up her eyes to how that has been a detriment to her and to her relationship with her family. And so she sticks it out. She stays for the jamboree. She stays as a co-chair all the way till the end. And and then she eventually takes the job in New York city as a VP, gee, tough job to take. Um, (laughs) And, you know, decide she's going to travel less and spend more time in Harlem with her family. And of course with Caleb. What another great weekend of movies. I am so excited to see what next week brings. Me too. I really enjoyed these four movies all so heartfelt uh, cheers, Sherry. Cheers with our champagne to this, <laughs> to this wonderful weekend. Looking forward to the next one. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services. Opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow crown heads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.